0: The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.
2: Of course, the New York Giants get ready for uh, the Sunday afternoon game. Darius Slayton uh, was asked about the Giants' wide receiver core, and he goes, quote, it's not like we came into the league. Top ten pretty girls, you know. Uh, In order for Daniel Jones to complete a lot of passes, someone had to catch them. It was us. So a little defiant, a little upset that the Giant Wide Receiver core is being described as, you know, not all that impressive, but, you know, these wow. guys have had opportunities to extend careers. So good for I, them. I get why they would take that personal. Richie James is probably saying, I bet you all forgot about my special teams turnover weeks and weeks ago no, when you didn't. wanted me cut. <laughs> Every time that guy goes back to catch a punt, I worry about it. But Richie James has been one of the more valuable wide receivers. But yes, no matter does. what you think of that room, and Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James and Darius Slayton, it's more a compliment to the fact that Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka has gotten so much out of this offense, despite the room not being nearly as good as a lot of the other wide receiver rooms in the NFL. Look at the team you're facing on Sunday. Look at the opponents. Yeah, It's a compliment to what Jones has done, to what Barkley has done, and to what Kafka and Dable has done in maximizing the talent on this roster. But I understand why the individuals are taking insult so to it, because it's a knock on them. Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, the Giants wide receiver core is the weak link. Well, I'm a part of that core, so now you're saying I'm the weak link. So I have no problem with Darius Slayton saying so what he said. He didn't say anything out of, out of bounds. So think about this, the wide receiving core going into a playoff game. Six years ago, the last time the Giants played a playoff game, we were talking about the Giant wide receiver. Yeah, they were in Timberlands and jeans and no shirts on a boat. We were talking about them in their boat. Yes, we were. This time, six years later, we're talking about how underappreciated they are. What a change. Well, it's not a difference. I don't think they're underappreciated. It's that, you know, they're not very good. Well, they're not as good as a lot of the other units that you're going to see this weekend. Look at the Cincinnati Bengals. Look at the Minnesota Vikings. Look at pretty much every team that's in the postseason. Yeah. They feature a lot more talent at wide receiver. But a guy like Isaiah Hodgins, who was claimed off a practice squad not that long ago, I mean, what an opportunity for him. Look what yeah. he's done. He's made a name for himself. By the way, for those of you that are hoping that Aaron Rodgers demands out of Green Bay and possibly comes here to play for the Jets... Uh, the general manager of the Green Bay Packers, what's his name, Craig? I don't like saying his name, Evan, but you should say his name so that his, we all know who you're talking his about. His name is Brian, and what's his last name? Guten Kunst, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, that's his name, G U T, Guten Kunst, E N, that's his name, K, yeah, U N S T, U N S T, Guten yeah. Can you imagine being a kid growing up anywhere in this country? Um. Uh, Williams here, Johnson here, Roberts here, Carton here, (laughs) Guttenkust. I
3: can't believe it.
2: God bless you. No, no, it's my name, ma'am. (laughs) Guttenkust. Anyway, Guttenkust said uh, he had a great convo with Aaron Rodgers, respects uh, the process that Aaron goes through, and he's going to take time, which he's allowed to do, because they're not making any decisions yet. You can't. Uh, As far as you know, uh, trades and and signings and all that crap, and uh, they'll hope that he comes back, which I think he probably will. Probably. Why do you say that? Probably well. Because he's got 50 milli coming his way, and why deal with moving and dealing with all the new crap You're plus? You're going to get He's new... now dating the billionaire daughter of the Milwaukee Bucks owner. There's a thing called airplanes. Yeah. Like, you don't have to live in Wisconsin. And I know she lived in New York as well. She I get was that. born in New York. I thought she lived She there. went to high school in New York. where she go to high school? I don't You want me to look it up again? Was it like a bougie private school, or was it like... I'm going to get... She went to New Rochelle High School. I'm pretty which sure... Which is anything but bougie pretty sure it was uh bougie but do you want me to give you the name so you can Yeah, I want that? I want to Mallory Edens went to what high she, school in New York? Well, she also went to Princeton, so good job oh, out of her. Oh, very smart. Okay. She went to Trevor Day School. No one's ever heard of it. What do you mean you never heard of it? Trevor Day School. Trevor Day School. It's a school in New York City. I don't think it Trevor is. Day School is an independent day school in New York City in the borough of what does Manhattan. That mean? An independent. What does that even mean? I don't know. Independent day school. That's what it's called. Where's that? Like the Upper East Side or it's something? It's on the upper yeah, East 95th Street, yeah. Upper East Side. 839 people are enrolled. In the entire school from in the K en- to twelve? Uh no, it's from seventh grade to and up. So seven, eight, so six grades and how many kids? 189? Uh eight hundred plus. Oh. So so you got about a buck fifty a grade. It was founded in nineteen thirty oh. as the day school for the Church of the Heavenly Rest. Oh, it's a it's a Catholic school. Looks that way. Private yeah. school. Nice. Yeah. So that means you have to probably wear a uniform there, right? I would think so. Yeah. So she went to Trevor Day School. And went to Princeton. What I'm trying to tell you here is that Mallory Edens, the girlfriend of Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers. The alleged really girlfriend. Alleged. Really, 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 really wants to move back. I and see? I understand. I respect it. Yeah. So Aaron, sure she if, does. you're going to be a good boyfriend, and I know you are. You probably should give her what she there wants, you go. and well, what she wants. Well, we know what she wants. This city, yes. So bring it. All right. By the way, if let me ask you a question: If you were a really smart guy graduating high school, okay, and you could let's just say you could you uh, you were approached by two different colleges that made you full scholarship offers, and they were mirror images of each other, and you're an athlete, you're going to go play college football. On one hand. You have the really big school, which academically doesn't have the same reputation as the other school that's offered you a full scholarship. That is a called a two thousand kid liberal arts school, but it is a top ten school in this country. The other one is more of a it's like, you know, fifteen thousand kids, you know, huge school. So educationally not as strong as the other school, but lots more people, and the football programs are equal, okay? As a boy, as a young man, wouldn't you think that the smart school with fewer kids has ugly people going to it? Because there are less people. Because a, so a, they're, they're really smart, are, right? And B, there's less of them. Well, first of all, being really smart yeah. makes you better looking or worse looking. Worse looking is that the hypothesis That's, you have? Unless you're on Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like if you're a, if you're an 18 year old boy, right? And you could go to this school that's got a much larger pool to swim in yeah, 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 socially, yeah, 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 yeah. or this pool where you're going to get, like, the greatest education ever, but there's only 2,000 kids, so kind of by default, most of the people are probably ugly. Well, no. What I would gr- you do? I actually agree with you, but for not the same reasons. If there's more people, there's more options. If there's less people, there's less options. Yeah, but, but, I, but I'm adding your smart quotient. Yeah, but... There's gonna be smart people at this school too. Mm. But they're all gonna be dumb. No, but there's enough dumb ones to have some hot ones there. <laughs> is what I'm suggesting. So you're saying this person, I don't know if you're referring to somebody. I'm not referring to anybody in particular. No, just, I'm just asking okay. the question as a dad. I think I would have preferred the school with the more people. There's That's more, right, I, more saying, possibilities. Yeah. But at the same time, the other one's like, Oh my God, you can't get in there and you got in there. Right. It's like like MIT. But you're gonna get a better education. Well, it's MIT, let's say. Yeah, but very I don't want to say this, but, but are there majority- a lot of like, hot coeds at MIT? Probably not. No, I think there are. There's just less know. of them because there's less people there. It's a simple numbers game, Craig. You don't think it's, like, don't you think there's hotter, like, people at community college than at Harvard? No. You don't think so? I don't think so. I've always kind of felt that.
1: I'm sure you felt that, but P- Matt, what it's do you true. Saying? Don't
2: you think that the smarter the school, the uglier
1: the student? Probably because I'm not bright and I'm really good looking. So, That's how yeah. he
2: comes up with it, Craig. Yep. I love his self confidence though; is beaming. love him. I love. It. That's true. I love it. All right, I was just asking the question. Here's uh, Michael in Bootin. Michael, what's going on?
3: Hey guys, how are you? Uh, really great. excited about the Giants. Yeah. Playoffs. you yeah, know, first time in six years. I just wanted to run by you guys. Maybe you would agree with me. Uh, don't you guys feel like this is like the '83, '84 season for the Giants? Parcells just gets there. '84, <sighs> he takes him to the playoffs. Yep. You know, they missed it, and then two years later in 86, one of the most underrated Super Bowl teams ever, the Giants take it to the house and they win. So uh, I would like say in one,
2: one Giants fu- coming back. in one fundamental way... Although I appreciate the attempt at comparison in one fundamental way, not even close. What's the fundamental way where it's not close? The talent on the 86 Giants. No, no. He he didn't compare them to the 86 Giants. He compared them to the 83, 84 Giants. Like, they're on the rise. Oh, I'm sorry. You're saying this is the first step towards becoming 86? I apologize. That's what you said, I apologize. apologize. Like, Phil Simms started his first playoff game in 1984. I misunderstood you. Uh,
3: Then that's a better argument. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the Giants are coming back, and... You know it's you know they were like they were the doormat in the 70s now they're coming back yes. and they're not taking us anymore yeah, yeah. I and think that's power.
2: I think that's actually a really good comparison because now we don't know what the future holds but the hope is Daniel Jones is sort of Phil Sims right it took Phil a few years and I, I hate using the Phil Sims analogy because it was so long ago not, and not the one comparison a, though. it's a different era but for the sake of this, this is Daniel Jones' fourth year, and this is the first time most Giant fans are like, okay, I think we have our guy. Phil Sims was benched. Let's not forget that. That's correct. You didn't know for sure what Bill was, Bill Parcells. You're hopeful, just like Brian Daybol. Yeah. I guess the difference is Bill's first year wasn't very good. Brian Dable's first year is this. But, yeah, the hope right. is this is going to lead to something really, really special. And maybe it starts with a mini run. And beating the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday and then probably having to deal with a more talented team like Philadelphia, and let's say you lose that game, certainly feels like, okay, we're building something. We're, we're
4: developing yes, some something.
3: Yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, I don't know if you guys knew, but the Giants have a Super Bowl in every decade in the last four. Do you think by the end of this decade they had a fifth one to keep that streak going?
2: How many years left during the decade? 80s, 90s, two thousand. yeah. He's right. How many years are left? Like eight? Uh, Six. Uh, no. Really? Yeah, really? no Giants Super Bowl. In the the next... Giants will not win a Super Bowl in the next 6 years. Based on what? Based on the fact that they're never going to be the best team in football in the next 6 years. Were they the best team of football in 2011? Oh, we Were they go. the best f- team in football in 2007? You don't have to be the best team in football to win a Super Bowl. In fact, the last two Giants Super Bowls yeah. would tell you they weren't, Kay. at least during the regular season. That's right. Uh, my answer is still no. Why are you being a jerk? I'm not being. Why am I being a jerk? You asked the question, I answered it. Are the New York Jets going to win a Super Bowl in the no, next seven years? They're, they're absolutely not going to win Are the New York one. Knicks going to win an NBA Finals in the next seven years? Probably. Oh, so really? That's yeah. the one you say yes to? I think that's a probability, yeah. <laughs> I think I could see, uh, I'd be disappointed if the Knicks didn't win one <laughs> in the next seven years, yeah. Now, listen, I think it's much harder for the Jets than the Giants just based on the fact that the majority of the great young quarterback town is in the AFC, not the NFC, which means you're going to have to beat at least two great quarterbacks. Every year in the playoffs, to yeah, so I mean, get there. you're right. Like, when you look at the NFC playoffs, we mentioned this a little bit the other day. Look at the quarterbacks. Now, Jalen Hurts had a great year. He had an so MVP caliber a- year. But Jalen Hurts has a lot to prove in the postseason. He's only started one yep. postseason game in his career. And by the way, he admitted himself, his shoulder's not right. He's in pain. Right. Now, now- he's a man... And he obviously played through it. So, but, you know, who knows? So, after Jalen is at an MVP year, but to your point, he's banged up. Yep. The number two seed's quarterback has started five games in his NFL career and was Mr. Irrelevant. (laughs) Right. The third quarterback seed wise is Kirk Cousins, who we've all sort of accepted is just, eh, good quarterback. Then you've got Tom Brady. The difference, though, is he's 45. Yeah. His team went eight and nine. It doesn't feel like the guy he was five years ago. Then you have Dak Prescott, who I think a lot of Cowboy fans say he's good, isn't great. He's got a lot of pressure to win on Monday and night. And then you've got Daniel Jones. You and have then Daniel you've Josh. got Tino Smith. No, I'm going by seed. Oh, I got you. Okay. I was going Fair by enough. seed. I got you. Fair enough. I was Fair not enough. ranking them based on okay. the years they had. Fair have. enough. By the way, if you did that, I mean, it's pretty close. Who's number one? Number one is Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I think Jared Hurts is the easy number. And one. guess who number two is? Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady? No, no. Of those in the playoffs. Oh, you didn't say that. I apologize. Number two of those that are in the playoffs? Geno Smith. Uh, you're out of your mind. Stop. Who had a better you year? Geno Smith or stop Tom Brady? With that crap. Who had a better season, Geno Smith or Tom Brady? Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, just yeah, answer yeah, question. I'm not answering the question. Well, you I'm want not I'm placating your you silly question. Want. Who
1: had a better year? Who
2: had more completions? Well, that that's the, defi- that's the who definition. Who completed more passes? That's the definition? I don't know. I'm just showing some out who there. Who had a no completion on. percentage? Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I think Gino threw more touchdowns. I'll get, okay, I'll give, more <laughs> I'll give you that one. Who won more games? that one. Who won more games? Who won the division? Who won more games? Doesn't matter who was Your playing at home, was playing Brady's on the road. his division was like... I will not sit here and have the great reputation of the amazing Tom Brady sullied by you comparing him to Gino Smith. It's not sullying him. It's just... It is absolutely a, a be- sullying. Gino- You're a sullier. Geno Smith had a better season. Geno Smith had a very good season. Give him all it. the credit in the world. That's it. I'm not saying he has a better career. He had all a better season. All the credit in the world goes to Geno Smith. And if you enter the NFC playoffs uh, and you rank Tommy, the quarterbacks based on how they perform this year, Jalen Hurts should be number one. Is it not fair to say Geno Smith should be number two? Well, speaking of pounds, Tommy put a couple pounds on.
1: Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. And I told you guys this a month or two ago, yeah. and you mocked me. Double chin. Because you just double chinned it. I just all, saw that from the side. All wow. my weight goes to my face, because yeah. I have a huge head. You have a fat face. And my <laughs> stomach. Now, you guys have mocked me that. I have thin legs. Girls would kill for my legs. The weight goes to the face. I yeah. put on weight. Now, I'm not going to blame you like Evan would, yeah. but I put on weight. By the way, I didn't order the pizza that you did. No, 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 I said I would not blame you like Evan Thank would. Thank you. I would not blame but him. But you have gained weight for sure. Since I worked with you, Craig, I've gained weight, but I'm not blaming Yeah,
2: him. but lookie, lookie,
1: you're not blaming him, but you're blaming him. No, no, him. I said I'm not, I'm taking the high road, I'm saying not.
2: saying you're not blaming him, you're calling attention to the audience of, yeah. I'm not blaming him, but please blame no, him. No, I said you would blame him. That's yes. something yes. Evan yeah. would do. That's me, a way. man of integrity, would of, I... uh, blaming me. Luke, that's no. your way of blaming me. You. You're third party blaming me. Yeah, yeah. At least that's I have balls to blame him to his face. You look on your chipmunk. It's yeah. bad. No, I, know. I, I don't. I do say it's bad, but it's not good.
1: Like if you look at the rest of my body and my face, it's a your
2: body's uh d- it's fine. Not that I was checking it out in the bathroom, um, but you're my fine. It's my butt good. looks good, I think. Yeah, no, nice ass for Thank sure. You. But uh, facially, uh, you, look you look like uh, Marlon Brando playing
1: uh, Don Corleone. No, I like I like the chipmunk. I'm gonna th- I think I'm going to call him. Tommy. Yeah, chipmunk, he- yeah. I think I'm going to call him Tommy Simon and Simon and Theodore. <laughs> Big, Ma- Big Mac yeah. should be chipping in right now. By the way, you yeah. got four well, I, I sure is, right. How often do Why I get do to make to fun, fun of somebody else? Well, hold on a second. I don't, yeah. we, nice. don't, we don't. have to be triple team. Usually it's two on two. No, Hold on, hold on. what do you want to say about a fact? Lugia.
2: I hear the facts. Here are the facts. Go ahead. Big Mac yeah. has actually been the most consistent loser of weight over well, the last few weeks of anybody on our show. He'll find it. He's number one. Now that's <laughs> I a, will find it. That's a mean comment. You're yeah. predicting the future, no. but if we're just dealing with facts, kind of like how Geno Smith had a better year than uh-huh. Tom Brady, yeah. Big Mac has had a better 2023 Simon, than Simon anyone else on this show. Theodore. That's that's sure. Simon Theodore, it's Alvin. Guess what? We adopted another brother. <laughs> His name is Thomas. Alvin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, it was
2: weird because I looked up and I saw you from the side. I was like, "Wow, what happened to my guy?" <laughs> I, I'm with you, bro. Yeah, uh,
1: but so I'm not making it up. But I involved. am disciplined. I will have the weight dropped within like a month. Great. Well, good. good, how, good many, you, how many pounds have you put on? I'm probably like 175 right now. I need to be like 165. <gasps> well, you just made fun of my chin. 175. <gasps> What? Oh my goodness! You're making fun of me over here. <laughs> For and then a second there, I, I thought he was, we were just messing with him. Good lord, you yeah. go, go figure something <laughs> out? Uh, one seventy-five, man. How do you step yeah. out of the house? Uh, it's
2: embarrassing, right? Yeah. Do you uh, use one of those like uh, wheel, like motorized wheelchairs in the supermarket? No, I do not. What are you laughing at over there, Vincent? <laughs> He's know. like, I can't make it to the dairy aisle. I need I gotta yeah. use the, <laughs> the, way, the you, motorized cart. By the way, you know what I've noticed about Lugie? It's fascinating. <laughs> I saw him do it with everybody. When he gets mad at you, yeah. he starts taking out on everybody but you. Yeah. yeah. Calls me fat ass, attacks Big Mac, yep. just took a shot at
1: Vincent von Vincent. Yeah. Like what? he's afraid of attacking yeah. everybody. Everybody but you Because Craig is in great shape right now The three of you bananas are not So first of all, I don't first know what all, glass house you live in First
2: of all, let's get the facts straight Craig, I love you, you're a fat ass No, he's not And I, I understand why I you're a fat weight. ass Because you're, you work a lot And I, it cannot be easy I've lost weight No, you have I have Your face disagrees no. The blubber coming out of your chin <laughs> Happens you to disagree with that <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell him not to speak any anymore then. <laughs> Here's uh, Mike and Howell Mikey, what do you got, kiddo?
3: Hey, how you doing, guys? Doing good. Uh, great conversation today. Awesome comedy. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I just want to say real quick, um, a previous comment. You guys were talking about somebody, uh, before I get to my main point. My uh, buddy
2: Sam said, Tommy's <laughs> face and head looks like the first slice of bread from the loaf that nobody eats. Yeah, the one that's too doughy. Yeah,
3: yeah exactly. too doughy. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't cooked enough. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so so how about one of these guys uh trying to follow your father what about Jacob Dylan
2: Oh yeah tough one Bob Dylan's kid now yeah. he had a successful career yeah, with the um what, what the what wallflowers. They? wallflowers yeah they they, they actually had one good bad, album bad.
3: So, That's I mean, I mean, good musician, but I mean, imagine. Yeah, but the difference there is that
2: Jacob Dylan could sing better than his dad. He just couldn't write music as good as his dad. Uh, well, so, but he, I'm
3: with and you on he, that. he wasn't. He was not an icon, you for know. For sure, uh, culture. For you sure. Know, yeah. All right. And besides that, okay. So my main point, uh, McGee for the Giants, the special teams coach, needs to get his stuff on point. Okay, so real quick. Yeah, but it's not not, not game
2: from game. a field goal kicking standpoint, but I Evan made a good point earlier. They had a punt block the last time they played Minnesota. And we and, all Evan, you know, and
3: Evan, 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 Evan kind of stole my thunder, and that was a good point with the field goal blocking. But I'll bring up another point. Okay, so when they were down against the Eagles and they scored, then Boston Scott ran back a kick for 65 yards. Not a touchdown, but right. a huge kick return. No,
2: no, no, that's... That's The the thing about special teams, and that's the number one thing that scares me, believe it or not, going into this weekend, because I think sometimes specials gets ignored, or you only think about the obvious, like missing a game-winning field goal. If you look at where the Giants rank in terms of starting field position, if you look at where the Giants rank in terms of opposing teams starting field positions, it's bottom five in the league. That's what matters. And so not only block punts, not only dropped punts and penalties like we saw with Gillen a few weeks ago, those little things in a close game, if you happen to agree, it's going to be a close game. Those things can kill you. And we have playoff games in the last 15 years involving the Giants, involving the Jets, where special teams is the difference. So, yeah, when I look at all the things that could go right or wrong on Sunday, the Giants' special teams has been consistently mediocre all season long. And in a close game, that could be the difference.
3: I think consistently mediocre is a perfect terminology for it. Thank you. And also also when they were playing the Colts when they were ahead. Now they were behind against Philly when Boston Scott did this. Right. But they were ahead against Indianapolis, right? Comfortably ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And they still gave up a big kickoff return, not for a touchdown, but a field position. All right, so here's the, the question.
2: You think the Giants win the game or not?
3: Uh you know what? Full full disclosure, I'm an Eagles fan. It's okay. Um and I'm from a split household, right? Mom from Atlantic City. Dad from Jersey City. Okay. And I, I, Do you I, think the Giants siblings, win the game or not? Uh you know what? <laughs> I think the Giants slightly lose the game. Slightly, slightly, slightly lose there.
2: so they, they don't They'll lose don't. completely.
3: Listen, you're not, so that, <laughs> you're not slightly pregnant. You're not slightly
2: pregnant. You're not slightly dead. You're either alive, dead, or pregnant, or you win or you lose. Either they're gonna win or lose. Now you think yeah. it's a close game? Okay. I, I think we all agree it's gonna be a close game. Uh, it just—I I start getting worried when the majority of people I hear all talk about the Giants winning like it's how could they not win this game, and that to me is a faulty uh, well, you, view of this game. You can't have a how could they lose because it's easy to paint a scenario where they lose. Just like it's you can paint the scenario where they win. I have noticed because I was listening to the uh, and Tierney. No, not and Tierney. Uh, I mean, I was, but not for this uh, Salvatore Licata. No. I was listening to two diehard Giant fans. And no offense to everybody you just mentioned, none of which fit that bill. I was listening to Paul Dettino and Sean Morash do their One Giant Step podcast. And they both had not only the Giants winning by double digits. Oh, come on. But they both had the Giants scoring more than 30 points. Something they've done once. See, that's the problem. And that's the problem. Three years. They've scored 30 once and it's the same game they blew a team out. Like, they don't do that. This Giants team doesn't have that in its arsenal against a good football team. And that's fine. They got to the playoffs anyway. But this is the problem when you have people making predictions that's not based on reality. Well, they're emotional. Dis- res- service. By the way, I respect that. Like, I'm a diehard fan, and I know what it's like, not that often, yeah, dealing but you go with the other way. normally You at least go negative on your own team, although you, obviously you want your team to always win. I've rarely, I mean, you've done it, not frequently, though. Right. You know, like the Jet, obviously, Patriot game is the only time I can remember where you went way overboard. Yeah, yeah. And thinking not only are they going to win, they're going to steal the Patriots' souls. I did think that. I'm a schmuck. But that's not your normal MO. No, but usually there are reasons right? why you believe certain things. Right. Like, the Giants have given their fans over the last few weeks with the battle against Philly with backups, with the easy win over Indy, with taking the Vikings to the wire, and with beating the Washington Commanders over the last four weeks, they've given their fans a reason to believe, hey, we belong here. We're damn good. That's a Plus, lot different than winning by double digits and scoring 30 but points. But I think that's correct. My only point is I think that's where the confidence is coming from. It's not coming from a random place. It's coming from a hey, they're the healthiest they've ever been. Right, and look at the evidence of the last month. That's All where right, the confidence so is coming. Let me from. ask you. I, I have not heard a lot of today, but you said the morning guys both picked Minnesota, or the Giannotti went back I, and forth, I So I don't know who he picked. I, I, I think in the case of this discussion, no offense to you, I'd leave him out. He truly is a diehard Viking fan. Okay, I don't fair. know Take what him out of this game. I don't I know agree. what he really thinks. It was entertaining, but I don't know what he really thinks. So put him aside. Boomer said Vikings won a close game. I don't know what Tiki and Tierney said. Do we know? I got to assume Tiki picked the Giants because, you know, he wants to be able to go back to a Giant game at some point, right? <laughs> he wants to be loved by Giants. Oh, you fans. think they're going to invite Tiki back to speak to the team if he picks the Vikings to win by 10? First, you say we were out coached in the Carolina game. Then you say Eli's a loser. Now you pick against us? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a right? Come on. <laughs> I wonder, is, by the way, Brandon's a Jet fan, right? Yeah. So, did all the diehard Giant fans pick the Giants to win? Uh, is, that, is that what's the happening? The sense I've gotten, yo, it's also weird. I'm just thinking about it. We don't have a lot of Giant fans. There are not a lot of Giant fans. Keith on McPherson this radio is station. a Cowboy fan. Salacat is a Falcon fan. G is a Viking fan. Good one. Uh, I'm a Jet fan. BT is a Jet fan. Tiki's a Giant. I mean, he's a Giant fan. It's not a fan, so but he's a Giant. He's a fan. It's got to be Giants, right? Uh, you're whatever you are. No, you're a Jet fan. Uh, Boomer's nothing. No offense, though. He's not Okay, he has no rooting interest. Yeah, and listening to him, he doesn't. I mean, I think he'd like to see the Bengals win a Super Bowl in his lifetime, but he's not. See, I don't buy that. He doesn't root. I know Boomer says all the right things. I don't buy that. No, I I think he would enjoy the fact if the Bengals won a title. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I do. Really. 30 years from now. Because I think he got 30 years in you. Well, he's not going to be here. I'm talking about you, big shot. 30 years from now. No offense, but like he's not going to be 100. I'm not that. talking about Boomer. I'm talking like about said, you. Why are you bringing up a year when Boomer's not going to be alive? That's but, not Because cool. Boomer's irrelevant to this. Okay, good. Because But we agree he's not going to be here. He's right? not going to be here. Right, just I'm two. not saying he's dead. I'm just I'll saying he's not. I'll be here. I'll be on the radio still. No, 30 years from now. <laughs> oh, I can't
4: believe the New York <laughs> Jets still haven't won a Super Bowl. It's been 84 years. <laughs> And I told you I wouldn't leave the fan until they won the <laughs> sure, sure, Super Bowl. Joining me on the fan right now is my former, former partner, ever Roberts. What about your former partner? Because you remember uh, famously uh won the Mega Million for oh. $1.4 billion. <laughs> right. He said he was going to give me two mil, but he never did. <laughs>
2: Sick. Imagine us doing a show where I'm 69 and you're 84. No, I cannot imagine <laughs> that. And if I'm working at 84, I did something wrong again. Uh, but if My it, God, your point is well. 30 years from now. Boy, look at Kate Upton's
4: <laughs> granddaughter dancing on the Jet sideline. I'm so glad the Verlanders made their home New York. 30 years from now. You're not going to want... Yeah, yeah. You think Steve Cohen's finally going to win one? <laughs> oh, don't do that. I heard he made a big offer to Carlos Correa III. <laughs> Go ahead,
2: I'm sorry. 30 years from now, you're not going not gonna to root necessarily for your former place to have great success. 30 years from now, I'm not, nah, not going to know my name. I'm going to be dumping a diaper. Exactly. You want to care if the Jets win a Super but Bowl? But this idea that you root for that, you're going to root for the organization to do something you didn't do? I don't know if I believe that. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a fair. Like that—that's an ego question. Well, I, like, do you want him to be known as the guy that you know had the most success? Now, to be fair, Kenny Anderson and Joe Burrow have matched that as far as going to a Super Bowl right, and losing. Right, right, right. Boom was at least an NFL MVP, but right now no one has trumped him yet, and that would trump him. Yeah. Like, do you think I mean, Tiki loved honestly and I, Tiki's go a good guy. He would never say this, so I'll say it for him. Good. You think Tiki really loved the fact that the year he retired, the Giants won the Super Bowl? You think that, I think at some level, maybe not now, but at some level then, that had to hurt. Do you think Jacob DeGrom's going to want the Mets to win a World Series this year? Well, he said he went to Texas because they're building the World Series uh, talent. Right. So do I you guess think, he won there first. Oh, I got a good one. Big Mac, I got a good one. You think Mike Messina loved watching the 09 Yankees win a World Series? He's not a real Yankee. Think he loved that? Come on. Think you enjoyed that? Why like, not?
1: Teammates root for Why? everybody. Stop! Cut
2: the crap. You know, he knew a lot uh, of you know guys on the team. Guys to win Do FD you League? think Don Mattingly yeah. was that damn happy about the '96 no, Yankees that's not winning? The guy. You think Buck Showalter? Buck. Oh, that's another example. Buck we, Showalter had to be like son of a bitch, yeah, but Buck. Buck yeah. was. <laughs> Buck was fired. Don Mattingly it's retired. Tiki e. Barber retired. Boomer Esiason retired. Like, they willingly said, hey, rightfully so, I'm done. Like, I think there's a part of you deep down that says, I want you to do well. Like, you're not a v- vengeful person, but maybe not <coughs> as well okay, as I, I, I Retire retired
1: from Cincinnati. I, Dude, I think. He I know, but he's retired out of the NFL, is my point. He doesn't I play so. football. No, Evan, I'm talking Evan, about
2: Joe Burrow right now. Evan, answer your question. I yeah. think if we want to keep it real here, yeah. human nature is. You want them to do well. You don't want them to do as well as you did. A thousand percent. And I think that's not even being a bad guy. Now, you'll do all the right things outwardly. You'll say all the right things. But on the inside, where you process emotions and your ego plays a role, you root for your friends to do well. You don't want them to fail. Right. But you always want to be able to say they didn't do as well as they did when I was there. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I don't think that makes someone a bad guy. But I think that's the truth with most people. Obviously, there are some that break the mold. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're quite welcome, (laughs) sir. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I like the fact that Big Mac's rocking his hardcore NY giant sweatshirt today. Came to play today. Ready to take on all the naysayers today, right? Yes. But here's the question. Who knew here, I'd have
1: three of them right here?
2: I'm not, I have not picked the game yet. You have no idea what I'm going to say about and this game. You're just a
1: naysayer in general.
2: Oh, no, I'm not a naysayer. I'm honest. And here's the rub on the New York Giants. I don't know how anyone can confidently say, oh, they're going to win the game by 10 or more. It's stupid to me. The question is, what do they have to do? What can they do realistically to have a chance with the ball late to win the game? Now, I have to have the answer to that, you know, because I've processed this for many, many hours. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you the answer to that after the break. Oh, I can't wait. Okay? Uh, And we also have to look at it from their weaknesses. What can the Vikings do that takes advantage of what the Giants don't do well? Remember, the Giants are a nine-win team, a great season, great season based on expectations. But they're a flawed team like most of these teams. Of course they are. So what can the Vikings do to take advantage of the Giants' flaws? And then once you bring those two points out, you can make a pretty educated guess that does not involve emotion. And that's exactly what I'm going to do after I have another slice of pizza. So you still haven't decided? I think in my heart I've decided. It's my head that's giving me a hard time. Hmm. Yeah. Your head and your heart are arguing with each other. I'm having a a head and heart uh, argument. i got to tell you, I have felt, and I think this is a very close game, I think it's a rock fight. Yet I remain pretty consistent about how I feel this is going to transpire. Yeah, you're picking the Vikings. It's obvious. Well, why are you saying that in such a disgusted way? I'm not disgusted. I know who you're picking. You're picking the Vikings. You have it all over your face. It's like you're wearing purple eyeshadow.